Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. It's beautiful. It's, it's almost like it was just a continuation of that meditative experience, wasn't it? So thank you for that, mascots in our music ministry. So um, before I forget, I just want to, seriously, before I forget, because <laughs> I already forgot at the beginning, today is the last day to sign up for your March Meditation Madness program. So just, it's out there now. I've said it. I don't have to think about it again. <laughs> but it is a really wonderful thing that we're being invited into, and I've really, like, wanted to own it more, right? Like, I've wanted to own my meditation practice. Um, interesting that this is the one-year anniversary of when our first online-only service last year, because it really was a result of the pandemic that my meditation practice became much stronger, right? Like, I tricked myself into meditating on Tuesdays and Thursdays mornings with um, the live meditations that we're doing now, and um, as a result of that, I continue to just see and expand the ways in which meditation could um, support me, right, and could really support the type of life and the type of experiences that I wanted to have and the ways in which I wanted to sort of show up to these experiences. So I'm excited about what we're doing. I'm excited about today. So um, there's this monk. <laughs> See, that was not like a, a big entry or introduction to the joke, but there's a monk, um, and he's trying to meditate. And so he's out in the field, and he just sits on the field and closes his eyes, and he starts... And there's a nearby cow. And the cow all of a sudden comes up to the monk, right, trying to get the attention. And again, you know, the monk is really set on meditation. So he's just like, I'm going I'm to pretend it's not happening. Om. And the cow keeps like pushing it, you know, pushing the monk, trying to get his attention. Om. And the cow just starts walking away and says, joke's on him. Wait till he realizes he was saying moo all wrong and backwards. <laughs> Listen, it was better than last week's joke, okay? <laughs> Give credit where credit is due. Actually, in meditation, it's really funny. I was thinking about this this week. Um, I want to give credit to uh, where credit is due, like, how I am living a more mindful, meditative life. I remember when I first walked into Unity on the Bay, and I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people knew about meditation, but I was brand new to meditation when I walked into Unity on the Bay 17 years ago. I don't think it was even as prevalent, really, as it is in society these days, right? Outside of the people that were really studying, like, Eastern philosophy and that sort of thing. And so I remember talking to a, a prayer chaplain. I was a prayer chaplain at the time. And I was talking to a prayer chaplain. And I was like, I really don't know if I'm doing this right. Like, what am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to do? Sometimes I see colors. Sometimes I hear noises. What, like, am I in the silence? Am I meditating? Am I doing, am I getting out of it what I'm supposed to be getting out of it? And funny enough, I won't name who that person was because he says, well, yeah, it's colors but only if it's light colors, not dark colors. <laughs> and for those of you who 
um, you know, know about meditation. And for those of you who are just starting to practice with it, I'm here to tell you that everybody's meditation experience is going to be different. And more than what we see and what we hear is just what we feel right? Like how we feel in that moment. At least that's what my experience has been. So I let go of this idea that I was going to see something, right? Or hear something. And I was just much more mindful in the moment. And that's when meditation really started to um, shift things for me and really allowed me to experience my own life in a different way. Now, who wants to experience reduced anxiety here? Who wants to experience more self-confidence? Who wants to experience better moods because we get more serotonin in our system, right? Like, who wants to have more normalized blood pressure, a reduction of heart disease, help with a weight loss, less stress? Well, you know, I feel like a, a salesman here because not only do you get this, but for the short, uh, small price of five to ten minutes a day, you can also get all those things plus remembering who you are, what our truth is, what our connection to, divine, to the divine is. And so though all those things that I mentioned have already been proven as um, what shows up when we have a meditative practice. For me, um, I recognize that stress is around me, right? Like, um, for me, I feel like I'm not necessarily going to be always living a stressful, a stressless life, that there are going to be challenges, that there are going to be experiences where maybe they shake me a little bit, right? And so how I can live into those experiences from a space of just owning more of who I am can support me in maneuvering through them, maybe with just a little less stress, right? Maybe with uh, not seeing them as huge challenges, but just challenging opportunities that are presenting themselves. Now, um, uh, I didn't coin this. It was Paul Hasselbeck in a book called Heart, uh, Heart-Centered Metaphysics. He says that one of the things that we can do through meditation is that we can focus our energy on what's you know, taking place in our lives and see it in a different way. But another thing that we can do is to create a reserve pool in the inner realms of consciousness. Doesn't that sound poetic? A reserve pool in the inner realms of consciousness. It's like really investing, um, creating a reservoir of energy that we can lean on. So that, yeah, like maybe um, we create this energy in this pool of like stressless, right? Like faith, trust. And so when those uh, uh, stressful experiences take place, we can lean on it a little bit more and take from that reservoir and allow it to show up in our lives in bigger and bigger ways, right? Um, and let's face it, you know, I recognize that I'm going to, um, that there's just challenges and challenges arise. And actually, not only do challenges arise for me individually, um, but they do so collectively. And in many ways, some of these uh, challenges feel and they seem like they're not only persistence, but in some ways they're growing, right? And so you all know me. Most of you know me. I've been a very big fan of activism, taking action, right? Like responding to these challenges. Now, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh says, we do so much, we run so quickly, the situation is difficult, and many people say, don't just sit there, do something, then she um, invites us into, you should say, don't just do something, sit there. Sit there, stop, 
Be your self first and begin from there. Now, it doesn't say that's where it ends, right? Like it says, begin from that space. Begin from remembering your truth. Begin from that space of recognizing that we are connected and that there is a different way of responding to our experiences in the world and the things that may be challenging and the things that may be actually asking for us to take action, but to be mindful in the ways that we're taking that action, to be aware of the ways in which uh, we can really follow the inner guidance rather than just trying to respond, you know, and throwing a lot of things out at the wall, right? How many of us have done that before? It's like a challenge shows up and it's like, what can I throw at it, <laughs> you know? Instead of just taking a moment and being like, no, actually, hold on a second. How can I respond to this that is going on? And so imagine if we could invest some of that time and energy into that practice to be reminded of our truth. Charles Fillmore, our Unity co-founder, says, Truly the Lord is in the midst of us. When we turn toward the omnipresent light of spirit and faith, our eyes are open to the astonishing fact that this seemingly material body and these temporal surroundings conceal the imminent God. And so in those moments of taking five or ten minutes of being in meditation, sitting back and resting, remember that the imminent God is here, is present. And that we, we are the space where God is. And it's our lives where God expresses. And so in that shift of seeing our experiences in our world be reflected from that truth, all of a sudden, new opportunities and new ways of being arise. Now, how have we remembered that truth? And how have we maybe forgotten that truth? Because I realize I have moments of forgetting. I have moments of thinking that I'm separate from God, I'm separate from others, that I'm separate from that um, divinity that is within me itself. And so um, how does it show up? For me? How does it show up for you when you are in those spaces of feeling separate from, of not knowing the truth of your being? Take a moment and even like with mindfulness, just scan your body, scan your life. Where are those experiences that you may be moving through right now where there is a sense of separation, where maybe some jealousies or competition show up, some anger, some resentment? Right? Just Take a moment to scan and see whether there is spaces within you that are inviting you and calling for you to let go of thinking that we're separate or not worthy, that we are um, to move into a greater space of knowing our truth, that we are whole, and that we are the expression of the Christ God itself. When I sit with that myself, I, I laugh because um, I've been coming in and I've been coming um, uh, to the office a couple of times a week now, usually once or twice a week. And uh, I'm just so used to the drive. How many of you are familiar with this? You're so used to the drive that sometimes you know you should look up GPS, but you kind of forget and you think, oh, I know the way. And then I get stuck in traffic. 
How many? And the first thought is like, I forgot to get that GPS. I know better, right? And it's those moments where all of a sudden I do feel some anger at myself, anger at the traffic. I feel, um, you know, like I'm uh, in competition with the other cars to see who, you know, that lane is going faster, not my lane, right? Like you've experienced that. I experienced that uh, when I forget. And so for me, meditation is really about like this tool, like GPS, Right? It's a tool that is there for us. Sometimes we employ it. Sometimes I employ it. Sometimes I forget. And those moments where I forget and I don't necessarily step more fully into like discerning what is going on within me, I sometimes get stuck on the road. I sometimes get angry on that journey. Right? And so how can we employ that tool some more? Uh, Deepak Chopra, who I was so cool that we heard him, right, do the daily word, he says, meditation is not a way of making your mind quiet. It is a way of entering into the quiet that is already there. To stop thinking for a time, wait for the fog of thought to thin, and glimpse the spirit within. It's a way of knowing our direction. It's a way of knowing where we are headed. It's a way of really activating that internal GPS system that we have. That's what meditation is for me. Like really like before taking any other step, all right, let me put, <laughs> let me see how the roads are. Let me see what are the ways in which I'm able to maneuver through this uh, journey from a sense of my wholeness, from a sense of my truth. And so uh, GPS can mean a lot of different things, and so I'm going to invite you to consider um, some of the, these ways uh, this morning. The first one, GPS, God's positioning system. God's positioning system, which reminds me where and who I am in relationship to God, right? That I am the point where God is made manifest, it resets, realigns my position and how I'm relating then to the life that is outside of me. How about um, God's peace system? Right, remembering the peace that is within. Now, um, I have a funny story about this. So if you're, you've been watching some of my Tuesday and Thursday morning meditations, you know that I love animals. <laughs> And I have quite a bit of them in my backyard. Some of you may not know. One of them, for example, is a miniature goat. I love myself some Luna. She's beautiful. And a couple of weeks ago, all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of guiding this meditation, and I just hear Luna, like, bang or whatever many goats do, like, making a lot of noise. And it was hard for me to, like, be centered in that moment. And I could tell it was difficult for people to be centered, you know, uh, as they were watching the meditation. So... It's okay. We worked through it. I learned what to do with Luna during those times of meditation so that you don't, people don't hear her. And so last week, I was like, oh, this is wonderful. This is clear. I also have chicken. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the chicken starts making all this noise. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think they can notice. I don't think they can notice. And then in big, bold letters, one of the comments says, I can't concentrate with the chicken in the background. <laughs> But what's funny enough, and Isabel was a part of this experience, um, is I was with a couple of people in our spirit groups meeting uh, this past week, our council meeting, and we were just joking about it, and Isabel and Ileana said, you know, like, it didn't seem like you were phased by it. Like, it just, you rolled with it, you lived with it. And I laughed because in my mind, I was trying to refocus myself and re, um, be inten intentional about how I was dealing with it. Um, but it was really wonderful experience because actually, for me, meditation is to be able to recognize that that peace 
is within us, and it doesn't matter what the noise outside is. It doesn't matter what else is going on. I can still turn on that God-peace system and be at peace in those moments. How about GPS as God's possibility system? The way in which possibilities become clearer, right? So that we are not focusing on the challenge, but focus on the solution. That we're not focused on the external, but our internal response to it that guides us into a greater acceptance of the possibility that is in that present moment. And how about God's power system to really own our power, to know that God's power system actually is our own, that we are able to recognize our power to deal with life, to deal with our experiences, deal with whatever is going on, and that we have the power to make a practice of meditation, make a practice of showing up and embodying more love and peace and joy and abundance in the world. So these are the GPS systems that I really want to sort of like turn on and invite you to turn on during this uh, month of March Meditation Madness. Now, Unity has um, a couple of different ways in which it invites us into meditation. And again, you're going to be hearing a lot of different uh, meditation practices during this month. But one of the ways in which Unity um, invites us into it, it's like a five-step process that anybody can employ. And it's usually the one that I tend to follow when I guide meditations especially. And so the five steps are relax. (laughs) So everybody take a moment. Allow yourself to relax, relax, relax. Then turning the awareness within, right? Like know that we're going, it's an inward journey that we are taking. And then moving into concentration, moving into a step of realization and moving into thanksgiving. And so turning your awareness within is really just about like knowing, right? Like this is, um, the power is within me. The peace is within me. And to really be able to check in. And mindfulness, actually, turning within is just, like, get a better idea of the sensations and the feelings that are going on within you and what they may mean then, right? And so there's different ways of turning within. Then concentrating. You know, what are you concentrating on? So if I'm um, in a guided meditation, right, like, I get invited to concentrate on different things, like remembering that me and God are one, right? Like that uh, the truth is that I am the um, expression and the experience of God in the world, right? Like whatever that may be. It may even be just mantra words, right? Like some people use affirmations. Some people just use mantra words where no matter where the mind goes, they use a mantra word to come back. By the way, look at what I did here. Um, This is a perfect uh, place for me to tell you that today's mantra word for March Meditation Madness for you that are people that are working on is, drum roll please, Love. Love. But think about that in moments where the mind wanders to be able to go back to love. Whatever God is. I love that it's um, the golden key is what they call it. Like, no matter what is going on, remember what God means to you and just call it forth. And so that's what concentration is, that step. Um, And uh, let's see, Cora Fillmore, she says, as we pass into the inner chamber, we find that we are entering the holy of holies, where noiselessly, silently, a mighty work is always going on. Actually, we don't turn anything on. We turn, um, what we do is we recognize that something silently, powerfully, that God is being 
in this moment. That's how I see it. It's just the beingness of God is present. And we start to concentrate and open ourselves up to that more fully so that then we can move into the step of realization, which for us is just really like, all right, so we're concentrating on the truth of our being, on the truth of God, the beingness of God. Realization is when all of a sudden we recognize that we can embody it or that we are embodying that truth. Realization is when all of a sudden it's like no longer just like studying, you know, but you say, ah, I've got it. I know this. Maybe there's continual evolution and steps in that knowingness, but I got it. I, I got what I needed in this moment of meditation, in this moment of silence. And then the fifth step is really just to be in thanksgiving, to be in gratitude, for the experience itself. And so that is one of the processes that you can go through in meditation. But there's so many different ones. Again, for me, it's like, how do I just, what, what is the easiest and best way for me to turn on that GPS system? And which of those GPS systems is the one that I'm calling forth in this moment? Is it to be able to see the possibilities? Is it to be able to experience the peace who I am in relationship to what is going on and who I am in relationship to the divinity that is within me, whatever it may be. And it may be all of those things. Because as we know, once you turn something on, that GPS system, it'll show itself in many different ways. And so I don't believe that meditation necessarily would resolve all of the challenges that, we are, that I am moving through. But I do believe that meditation will make that journey that much easier and it will make those challenges that much more bearable. And it gives us the guidance and the direction that I believe in big and in small ways we're searching for, right? Because we search so many different ways for what's outside of us. And then all of a sudden we realize that the answers, the true answers to the real questions that we are asking ourselves is within us. That this is, right, like our GPS system, this is the home, that it is guiding us into. That this is the space that we have been longing for and we have been searching for. And I love that meditation is not about avoiding life, but to actually be living it more fully from this place of knowing and from this place of know, uh, home. And so my invitation for each of you is to join us in this March meditation program. Because I believe that not only will you see a difference in your life, whether that's by adding five minutes or ten minutes to your meditation practice each day this month, but that actually we will see the difference together as a spiritual community when we, you know, hold each other's hands, sanitized, but hold each other's hands through this experience. And then I believe that we will really live into what Ram Das you know, acknowledges and invites us to, which is that we're all just walking each other home. So let's go home. Namaste. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.